Hello, and welcome to the Empowerography Podcast. This is a platform created for women's voices to be heard and a place to share their stories, journeys, and successes with the world for the purpose of helping other women who might be on similar journeys. We are empowering women one episode at a time. I'm your host, Brad Walsh, so kick back, grab one of your favorite beverages, and enjoy the stories. The world needs to hear your message and your story, so don't deny the world of that gift within you that the universe has given you. Someone out there needs to hear your story because it will support them in feeling hope, inspired, and even transformed. Do you want to discover how I help get my clients out of their own way, show up, and confidently share their message? I would love to extend an invitation to you to join me in my free masterclass, Start Your Own Podcast from Idea to Implementation, on Wednesday, April 5th at 1 p.m. Eastern. You can find the registry link in the show notes. Hope to see you there. Hello there, Brad Walsh here, your host of the Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest is Christy Holt. She is a self-proclaimed happiness hussy, adventure guide, a podcast host, and a best-selling author. Welcome, Christy. How are you doing today? I am doing pretty awesome, as usual. Living the dream, <laughs> you know, adventuring through life, as it were. I love it. Well, thank you so much for being here with me today and taking and making the time to be here to share a little bit about your story and your journey. I'm really excited to have you here and to jump right into all the things, Christy. So with that being said, let's get started. So as mentioned, you wear all those hats. Now, (laughs) that's a hell of a resume you have. So how on earth do you find the time for all of this, first of all? And how important is prioritization and organization in order for you to be able to stay on top of things? Honestly... I have a background as a professional accountant, so I would say that organization is definitely part of my skill set. I love me a good spreadsheet. (laughs) That is probably one of the things I really took from my short stint as a professional accountant is my love of spreadsheets. Ultimately, what I really loved actually about that was mentoring people and working and teaching. That's really ultimately sort of the common thread amongst all of these hats that I am wearing, along with being a mother, Mm -hmm. it is a lot of teaching and guiding. And so how do I stay organized? One baby step at a time. (laughs) There's no other way to actually maintain all of it because it could be so easy to get sucked into the very long to-do list. And I'm telling you, it's running in the back of my mind at all times on low grade. And I just have to consciously choose what is the next step for me? What is the next right thing to do? And trust that it's all going to play out in the right way. And in my experience, every time I've tried to plan it out a little bit further in advance and really get organized, that shit backfires real fast. And I find (laughs) myself replanning and reorganizing along the way anyways. So I've really just been learning and it's an ongoing process. This Mm -hmm. journey of life is always unfolding and there are always new challenges and obstacles, but honestly to surrender to whatever is next in the present moment and just to take those baby steps. Well, I mean, life happens, right? It just, that's the way things go. So you have to be prepared and I think learn to handle things on the fly as well. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. We have to really ultimately be ready to adjust our course. At any given moment. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And so I'm very curious then with you being a serial entrepreneur and wearing multiple hats, what does your morning routine look like? Oh, well, I am not perfect. Nobody's perfect. (laughs) Nobody is. (laughs) But an ideal morning routine for me literally kicks off with a morning, I call it a meditation. And this is... (laughs) 
I am not always good at this because I will tell you what, my phone draws me in real fast when I grab it to turn that meditation on. So sometimes I get sucked into the Facebook world and I love people. And so it's such a distraction. But before I get out of bed, one way or another, I indulge myself in a morning meditation, which is just an opportunity to clear away the thoughts in my mind, create the day fresh, set the intentions, show up with gratitude and purpose for each day. And so that is what I generally kick off my morning with. That's a non-negotiable, right? Yeah. I do not generally leave my bed until I have had that sort of quiet time with myself. Sometimes if I have a little bit more space in my day, I might get out of bed and do an intentional longer meditation once I've woken up a little bit. But for the most part, that's kind of like priority one. And so what drives, motivates, and inspires you to keep going and excelling at all that you do? Oh gosh, that's a loaded question, isn't it? (laughs) I will say that I don't know. It's this force within me and I couldn't stop it if I tried. And I don't know how to define it further than that. Maybe you want to call it God's source universe, all that is uh, universal energy driving me towards this. I don't feel like I consciously chose to be along this path aside from it was presented to me and it was a hell yes in my being. And I can't step off the ride. It's just too much fun. (laughs) Now, you mentioned that you were an accountant in your previous life. Yeah. So what facilitated then the jump into the entrepreneurial world? Well, the very first job, this wasn't really even a job, as my friends had jobs at the supermarket when I was just entering high school. My very first job actually was teaching piano uh, at age 14. So I have been in the entrepreneurial world quite a long time. And actually my business degree and my short stint in accounting really developed more business related skills. And so it's not for nothing. However, I went into that because it was easy and (laughs) because I thought it would make my mom happy, right? A lot of (laughs) us have done this. We have gone into careers to please other people. And I am passionately speaking about people pleasing these days because I, I see it more and more that we're blocking all of the things that we truly desire by showing up inauthentically. And so what happened there, I had kids and I realized that I needed to be there. I wanted to be there with my kids. I have three teenage boys. I'm a mom to a bonus son. So in my household, we have four teenage boys. (laughs) I couldn't have kept a full-time job with the three boys of my own, Never mind. But it became very clear to me when I stepped back away from the corporate life how I was very much not cut out for it. I was just constantly sick. I was exhausted. I was, I will say, depressed. I was burnt out. And it just became so clear to me that was not my path. I didn't know what my path was going to be yet. At that time, it was focused on my children, but that was not it. That much became clear. I want to speak a little bit about the term you use for yourself, the self-proclaimed, you've got two self-proclaimed here. So we'll talk about the first one, (laughs) the adventure guide. Now, I know that this is through, instead of using the word coach, you use adventure guide. And so I've heard a lot of people say that most, if not all coaches have Mm -hmm. been through their own personal journeys and struggles before making the leap into that world. Now, of course, we as human beings, we all go through and deal with our shit. We all have our struggles because we're human and we go through these things. But what I've found through conversation with most of the women who I'm speaking to who are now coaches, their personal struggles or journeys were the catalyst for them making the leap into that world. So can you share a little bit about your own personal journey before making the leap into that world? 
Yeah, absolutely. And I tend to agree as on my show, I also talk with a lot of women who work in this space, entrepreneurial sharing from their personal life experience, those meaningful lessons that can make an impact in the world. And my story is much along the same lines. After going through a difficult relationship that unfortunately ended in a very high conflict divorce and co-parenting, I really was forced to dig deep within myself to find who I was and to start showing up authentically as myself. Part of this journey happened during the marriage, absolutely, which then led me to that place of realizing, oh, this this was never really working. I had been sort of living in a world of potentiality. And I think us visionary thought leader type people can really end up doing that and live in the potential because, oh my gosh, we see the limitless potential that exists. But what I wasn't doing was living in the reality. And so when I really brought myself back down to reality and observed, how is the communication? How are the boundaries? How is the connection? It it wasn't there. And so as I navigated through that, which was definitely one of the, this is actually my second divorce was a million times harder than the first one because I had kids involved. I ultimately had been staying for the longest time for the kids, at least in my mind, that's what I was telling myself that I didn't want to break up my family. I didn't want to cause them this kind of pain or this kind of dual life that would ensue after divorce. And I also just felt the weight of uncertainty. I didn't know how my ex was going to respond. I didn't know how he was going to behave in different circumstances. And this is the fear that comes up when we we have to look at this uncertainty because yes, limitless possibilities exist. Some of them are really amazing and some of them maybe not so much. And our mind loves to glom on to the not so much ones. So as I moved through that and really just honestly built a solid relationship with myself, it just became crystal clear to me the things that weren't working in my life and the things that I needed to move more towards so that I could actually create the life I wanted instead of being a passive participant and just allowing it to go by. And just as we were saying before we hopped on the call, I got some news about a friend yesterday who passed away way too young yeah, in our 40s. And it's just such a reminder that life is too fucking short and we have got to do the things that make us feel alive. Absolutely. We have a very finite time here on this planet. So you got to make the best of of the time you have and do the things that make your soul sing and make you happy. That's it. That's what life's about is being happy. So it it takes a while to get to that point of self-awareness too, though. So kudos to you for getting there and realizing that, okay, something's got to change here and I've got to focus on me. Yeah. And that's ultimately sort of where I have called myself a coach. I started actually in the coaching arena as a health and fitness coach. And I realized as I continued to expand as a human (laughs) to embrace my wholeness, Mm -hmm. that was just a tiny piece of the puzzle. And I really wanted to expand my abilities to help other people with so much more than just their weight, their body image, to bring the whole mind, body, soul connection together on what is ultimately the most epic adventure that we're on, which is life. And so I call myself an adventure guide. I'm also a fan of nature and hiking. And so it really fits. And maybe that's confusing for people who are like, what is she adventure guiding us on? The adventure (laughs) of life, my friend. There you go. (laughs) It's coaching. It's mentorship. It's guiding you along your path because I don't have the answers. That's why I'm the guide. I'm helping you discover your answers, your path, your truths, your way. 
Yeah. Well, I mean, this leads into my next question. And I would love to hear what your thoughts are on the coaching industry currently. And again, through multiple conversations with women who work in the industry of coaching, some, a lot of them don't even like using the word coach and they choose to use a different word, guide or mentor or whatever the case may be. I would love to hear your thoughts on the current status of the coaching industry. Oh gosh, I have lots of thoughts. I mean, ultimately... I'm in it, but I'm not necessarily of it. I just, I think everyone has to find their own way at the Mm -hmm. end of the day. And I have called myself a coach for years and I don't have any real negative attachment to the word or anything. I was most recently calling myself a happiness coach. And I I think that I shifted into adventure guide because first of all, I think people made assumptions about what a happiness coach was and didn't ask the question. So when there's assumptions being made and and no curiosity, it just sort of leads to this blank space in between what the fuck is a happiness coach? Nobody knows, nobody's asking. And so I thought I would just be a little bit more specific and talk adventure guide. And that prompts people to say, well, like, what kind of adventures are you guiding people on? And then I have the space to respond to that curiosity. So ultimately, it's just about paving my path, creating my way in this really busy industry that has Mm -hmm. a lot of people talking about the same things. And if I think I commented recently on a there's a lot of people talk about like, well, what's the thing that drives you nuts about this industry? What thing could you leave behind? And the thing that I could leave behind is honestly the 10K months promise. <laughs> I could leave that one. That's more what I was driving at is that whole, that bad rep of the industry, which is why I found through conversation that women don't want to use the word coach because of that. Yeah. We promise you'll hit 10K and all this bullshit. Come on. Yeah. And I think there's a shift happening and I am... Mm absolutely here for it away from I'm going to quote unquote bro marketing or more (laughs) direct approaches to marketing. That's a little bit more convincey, which Mm -hmm. I have never really vibed with. I have never liked the feeling of trying to sell high pressure sales, right? Yes. I love selling. I love connecting with people and I love to, to give them an offer that they can't resist and the things that they want. But when I have to convince somebody, no, it's a no for They're not your people. They're not. And what I really discovered, and I think a lot of people have done this, is that if you do that work to convince them and they say yes, it is not going to get the same results as if they were a full fuck yes in the first place. Because we have to, and I say this from experience, literally on both sides of this coin, because I have said yes to programs where I was hesitant, the budget was too much, and I was kind of uncomfortable in it restricted my results. And I know that. And it wasn't something that I could just easily hop over because I was now stuck in this relationship that wasn't really giving me what I needed because I was convinced, right? Convinced by the pie in the sky, honestly, probably the 10K months dream that everybody's being sold (laughs) when the truth is what I'm actually after is not a number on paper. It's financial freedom. It's success by my definition, happiness on my terms, and a life that feels abundant in every way that's full of love and adventure and excitement, not just having some dollar bills in my bank account. Yeah, exactly. Sure, of course. (laughs) You need money to survive, but it's not the be all and end all. It's not the focus. Yeah. And that's when things shift is when that becomes the focus, like you said, and you're feeling forced into something, you're not going to bring your A game You're not going to show up with your A game or as authentically as you are as a person, as a human being. 
Yeah. And ultimately, like what I strive to create is a very safe environment for you to come exactly as you are with no expectations, with no rules, with no set way of being just to show up and be yourself. And then we will work together to draw out those experiences that you wish to create and create the path towards them in a way that feels really fucking good, really authentic, really aligned and really just like, hell yes. At every yeah. step of the way. Yeah. A full body. Yes. 100%. Yeah. So what excites or lights you up the most or is the most rewarding about the work you do with your clients? Oh gosh. I don't know. There just really isn't a better feeling out there to me than seeing someone succeed to, to see someone discover that all they've been seeking out there when they realize, holy shit, I have that all within me and I can create this experience for myself and I don't need anything or anyone else to be on board. It's such a shift to go from the external to the internal and nothing gets me more jazzed up than seeing someone make that shift and just literally reclaim their power to create the life they want. Oh, it's so incredible. To be able to witness transformation unfold right before your very eyes is one of the most beautiful things to witness and be part of, for sure. Now, on the flip side of that, then, what would you say is one of the most challenging parts of the work that you do? Well, I'm going to say from my perspective, what I find most challenging, and I think this is potentially the empath giver sort of dilemma, is that we want to help the people. And the (laughs) challenge that I find is that not all people want to help themselves. And unfortunately, if you're not willing to do the work, if you're not willing to show up, if you're not willing to show yourself with some vulnerability, then you're not going to get the shifts that you're looking for. You're not going to have those outcomes, right? If we're not showing up as ourselves, authentic, aligned, taking the actions that feel good for us, we're not going to get the outcomes that we truly want. And if we do get something close to that outcome, so maybe we go into a relationship and we're kind of showing up how you think that you need to show up so that we're accepted, right? There's always this last bit that's if they really knew the real me, they might not feel the same. And so there's Mm -hmm. this gap that we're leaving on the table. Whereas if we showed up completely, authentically, unapologetically ourselves, then we are putting ourselves out there. And yes, it's scary, but it's so worth it because that is how we will feel that love, that acceptance, that unconditional love. It it comes from within, not from without. And so that shift inward showing up authentically and letting that overflow is how we can actually receive from others. And it's by us going first. Absolutely. Everything. I mean, absolutely everything starts with the foundation of self Yep. And then it just, it flows out from there, but you have to start within yeah. first, 100% and always. And that is actually the theme of my entire second season of my podcast, because I think it's so important to have this foundational relationship with yourself, because it literally is creating the experiences that you're having in all of the other relationships that you have. And I mean, relationships with food, with money, with the world, with the people you work with, with the media, with politics, with, and also with all the people that you're dealing with, right? Your your spouse, your kids, your in-laws, your boss, your coworkers, that annoying neighbor down the street, all of those relationships are directly impacted by the one that you have with yourself. So that is the most fruitful place to begin ultimately where the work that I do lies is this inner work within. And it's not even like work, like hard work. It it might be uncomfortable. It can push you. It can challenge you absolutely. And Mm -hmm. it can make you look at shit you wish you did not have to look at. 
but it's worth it because most often those things that we are avoiding looking at are the things that we need to look at the most in order to move forward, to step into the next level of self that we're desiring to, to experience life as. Yeah. Well, that relationship with self is also the longest standing <laughs> and the most important relationship you yep. will ever have in your entire yep. life. So, so you I mean, better learn to like yourself and love yourself yeah. and all of the things and be okay with who you are. You have to be. And it takes so much unpacking because as yep. children, we were taught not to do this. We were taught to fit in. We were taught to stay inside the lines. We were taught to place ourselves in a box that makes us pleasing and appealing to the, the masses. Yeah. And then we wonder, why can't I find my real people? Everyone that I'm meeting is just, is not it. And it's because we're still living confined in this box that we were put in. It's not anybody's fault, but let's nope. just own up. Let's take some radical responsibility and move forward out of that box, out of the confines of the lines and into your infinite nature. That's what you are. That's who you are. You are infinite love at the source yep. of it. And when you reign in that power, reclaim it, you can create anything you want. Absolutely. What would you say are three of the most important lessons you've learned in your career as a coach or adventure guide? Oh gosh. Okay. Well, I will say number one, the most important relationship you have with is, is the one you have with yourself. That mm -hmm. is absolutely hands down. Like, I don't even know, I have to think of two more. They'll be supplementary to that first one because that is really ultimately it. I'm going to say that anything that costs you your peace, the cost is too high. And that goes for business relationship, life in general. And compassion is something that is often probably intentionally overlooked. Again, we've been talked about self-esteem for so long, which actually is put us in this trap of seeking external validation. And so self-compassion to me is the antidote to this, where we can love and accept ourselves, all dark and dirty bits of ourselves too. We can you know, embrace all of our beautiful whole ass human and accept that. And in order to do that, we need self-compassion. So developing the skill of self-compassion, that's what we should be teaching our kids in school, not self-esteem. We don't need to, this is why we have so many grown-ups seeking external validation, needing to prove themselves or earn their worth or all of these things. And that's actually not really the best way to go about doing it. Does that generally, in my experience, results in a great deal of shame and guilt and it, that inner critic beacon yeah. you on and trying to like trash talk yourself to get motivated to do the things that you don't actually want to do, which makes no sense at all. Whereas if you start with that bit of compassion, start with being okay with somebody else doesn't like you, that's okay. Not everyone yeah. is going to, not all of the people, not all 8.8 .8 billion people are for you. Yeah. Right. And thank right. goodness, because, well, who would have time for that? But also, <laughs> yeah. also, it just goes to show that even think about even the most incredible humans that have lived had so many people that didn't like them either. So we're not perfect. We can't be for everyone, but what we can be is fully ourselves. And when we show up from that authentic place, then we find the ones that really are for us and the others exactly. tend to fall away, which to me is like the easy button. If someone yep. kind of just falls out of your life, I know it can be really devastating and heartbreaking. Again, probably living in the potentiality, not so much the reality when that comes up, but it can be like, a new space to create yeah. something new. It's all perspective, ultimately. For sure, for <laughs> yeah. sure. What is it that sets you and the work you do apart from other coaches? Why would they choose to work with you over someone else? Yeah, I mean, 
There are plenty of things I think that set me apart. I really, at the end of the day, I could put a whole bunch of labels on myself and explain myself in that way, but I don't think that's really fruitful and that's very limiting. And one of the reasons why I don't like coach, because I feel like it's, again, putting you kind of in this box of what that is, why people want to work with me, because I am a space of love and acceptance. And I really, truly welcome full, whole ass humans into my world. Please come as you are. There is no pretending. There is no more apologizing. We're going to work together to strip away, to unlearn all of the stuff that's been keeping you from having the life that you truly want. And ultimately, I'm going to give you the tools. And I have a huge toolbox because I'm a toolbox kind of gal. I'm not a one modality kind of gal. I have a plethora of tools and words that I like to throw in there like plethora. Uh, <laughs> and I just, I like to keep it fun. I like to meet people where they are at yeah. and really give them that experience of unconditional love. I really think that is at the the core of the work that I do is just creating that space of unconditional love. You can't fuck up too badly. I'm still going to love you. You can still, you show up in your messy bits. You can have to reschedule because life gets in your way and you can just be human with me. And I think that is probably the best way that I can kind of describe yeah. that. Love it. What would you say is your greatest strength as a coach? Well, I'm going to have to go back to love again. Mm -hmm. And I think it is this ability to really truly love and accept other people. I've moved far enough in my journey to not take any of that meaning onto myself, right? And I think that as we gain that awareness, that perspective that we are essentially experiencing a reflection of our inner world, then we can really recognize that the same is true for everyone else. And so instead of wrapping myself into anything that they might say, even if they're saying it about me, I can take it. It's not really truly about me. And I can then with so much love and compassion, guide them back to what's really beneath that for them to see, to unpack, to witness themselves in their power, essentially of creating the experience they want, maybe completely unbeknownst to them. <laughs> <laughs> How has your coaching style evolved then since you first started to now? Oh gosh, Brad, how hasn't it evolved? And it's going to continue to evolve, I think, because this is the human journey. There is no end destination. It's all about the journey, the adventure. And so I can't imagine that it won't continue to evolve at a, at a rapid pace. Things are constantly shifting. I see myself really evolving as a human and not just overflowing into my work with other people, just the same way as it has, as I expanded from focusing on the fitness and health to include more of the mindset, to include more of the mind, body, soul, to include the whole ass human. And so yeah. what's next? I, oh, I don't know, but it's, it, I'm here for the adventure. We're going to have a lot of fun along the way. That's all that matters. Now, yeah. As we mentioned off the top, you are a self-proclaimed happiness yeah. hussy. Explain that for me and for the audience. Yeah. What is this self-proclamation all about? Well, this is kind of a funny little story. I had this situation. I think a lot of us have had a similar situation, especially if you're someone who is passionate about sharing your love and your joy and your exuberance with the world, is that sometimes some people just look at you like you have two heads. They, just, <laughs> they don't understand why the fuck are you so happy? What are you so all excited about? Why are you yammering on about all this inspirational blah, blah, blah? And they just don't see it that way. And so I had this kind of interaction with 
an aunt that I'm actually not really close to. Uh, but we had this interaction where she said something to the effect of, I see you on Facebook. And I respond to, look, oh, I hope you're finding it inspirational or uplifting or something. And she's just this kind of look up and down and this heavy skepticism. Yeah, I see you. I see you all right. And so I was <laughs> just talking to my cousin who jokingly then responded to my retelling of this story, like, oh, you happiness hussy you. And I was like, yes, I am. Yes, I am. And I am going to claim that title from here forth because ultimately I was calling myself a happiness coach, but like I said, nobody knew what that really meant. And I just thought happiness hussy is such a better descriptor of the <laughs> mission that I'm on to really spread this happiness across the world. And yeah, it kind of stuck and I thought it was fun and it, it definitely invites people to be like, what does that mean? And so exactly. perfectly working. It works. <laughs> we just demonstrated that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> now you're also a podcast host. Can you share with us a little bit about your podcast, the title, what it's all about, what inspired you to start your podcast? Okay. Well, that's quite a few things. Let's start with the title. It's called Create Your Happy. Ultimately, it is inspiration for conscious women. It is focused ultimately about stories of overcoming, women overcoming in life and sharing their incredible journeys so that we can then learn from the wisdom that they have taken from their journeys and how they're using that message to make an impact in the world ultimately. So have conversations about all kinds of different topics and areas of interest Ultimately, this whole second season of my show is centered around relationship with self, because mm -hmm. like I say, this is the crux of all of the things. And so how do we look at ourselves in the context of any of these other situations or topics or discussion points? And why did I start my show? I love to talk, Brad. I'm mean, sure you could tell that this we're half an hour into this interview. I do love to share. I love to create a platform just as I know you, you are creating mm -hmm. a platform for women, for our yep. voices to be heard because I think we're stronger together. When our voices come together, our voices are amplified so that we can reach further and rise faster. And I really do believe that the world is an the coaching world too is transitioning from sort of this inauthentic hustle culture, the go, go, the proving yourself, the, the bullshit culture the, is the what I call it. Like driving for perfection actually just is not really working as everyone's leading to burnout and it's just not sustainable. And so I feel there's a shift more to more of a balance of the feminine energy with the masculine, still the doing, but with a more of a soft, gentle approach to it again less proving and less yeah. and more being authentic and just being our fucking self and more you know, being than doing yeah it's the the reversal right it's the be yeah. do have as opposed mm -hmm. to the have do be and so mm -hmm. this shift i see in the world i want to help as many women to get their voices heard as possible i want to create a platform for everyday women out there to just maybe try on some new perspectives to look at things from a different angle. I really believe that if we can shift out of this either or kind of yeah. thinking and into more of a both and all of the in-between, it increases our tolerance and it increases the possibilities of our experience because now we're not so limited to just the confines of our fixed perception now we're opening up to the limitless possibilities, the infinite possibilities that exist. And so that is a much more fun place to be creating this life from. And so 
Like I want as many people to come along for this ride as I can possibly fit in the back of the bus. I love it. That's exactly my way of thinking too. The more people we get involved in these platforms, the better off everyone is. It's a win-win for everybody. You cannot lose with community. You just can't. It's impossible. I think that's such a missing piece of culture today, especially in North America. I'm sure Mm -hmm. there are are plenty of cultures that still really have this community vibe, but we're so fend for ourselves here. We are send the mom with the new baby home the same day from the hospital. There is no real support, no community. And if you don't have family that live near you, you might be feeling very alone and very lacking this community support. And that is really freaking hard. We've lost sight of what community is. It used to be very prevalent in North American society, but we've lost it because it's become this, we all put ourselves in silos and life and entrepreneurship and all these things weren't meant to be done alone. And you can't do them alone. It's impossible. (laughs) You really can't. can't. And you can't even see your own shit is the interesting thing about it. And while no one else has your answers, you do, but they might be trapped inside of you because we have this particular activating system filtration system in our brain that actually blocks out what it thinks we don't want to know about. And there's some kind of billions, trillions, I don't know the number of pieces of information. And so we are literally operating on a confirmation bias of more of the same more of the same, more of Mm -hmm. the same, more of the same experiences, more of the same feelings, more of the same thoughts, more of the same memories that are playing into our life. And we can get so stuck on autopilot. (laughs) We can just wake up, rinse, repeat. Yeah. And so many people go through life doing that. Yeah. I mean, I did for for some time. I did for some time. We all do. We all do it at some point. But when you get to the other side and you realize the freedom, the true freedom, not this idea of, I think that we've all been sold this idea of like security, mm-hmm. financial security, which leads us to live from this place of lack and scarcity and never enoughness because it could yeah. all poof, go away. And the truth is, yeah, it absolutely could fucking all poof and go away tomorrow. Of and then what have you got left? You're longing for security and you've not built anything else. You haven't intentionally created the That's space right. for freedom, the space for the human experiences you want, the space for the love, the legacy, the impact. And we have to be intentional about that because it's not going to happen by accident. No, definitely not. It has to be done with intention for sure. Let's talk a little bit about you being a best-selling author. What hmm. is the title of the book? What's it all about? Why did you decide to write a book? Well, like everything else, I decided to write this book as a way of helping people. Mm -hmm. And what I discovered ultimately is that when we're really feeling stuck, the book is called Unstuck for Women. When we're feeling this stuckness, this inability to change things, this desperate desire to maybe control the things, but we're focused on the external again. And when we're stuck in this, we don't feel like we can do anything to make things different. We feel stuck. We feel overwhelmed. We feel trapped in overthinking. And what happens is often we have this trigger, a tiny trigger, and all of a sudden there's a shitstorm in our mind of thoughts and emotions. And they're there to keep us quote unquote safe. Again, it's the familiar. It's just the reticular activating system doing its job and keeping you in line with what it thinks you want to see and experience. But we're on autopilot. We're not living in free will if we're just survival mode day in, day out. We're not, as humans, intended to live in survival mode. We're intended to, yes, have fight or flight response in a situation of real danger. Then we need to process, move through that so that we can recover. And what happens is we're living in a world where we are in constant stress. We were probably not meant to work at a desk for 
nine hours a day and then sit in traffic for another hour or two or whatever we're doing, some kind of things. And most of us are doing jobs we don't even freaking like. Exactly. Because of the financial security and because of this idea of this beautiful retirement when in 30 years or whatever we're working towards, instead of focusing right here on this right now moment. And what life is so short. If we are spending all our time creating just the vision for way down the road and sacrificing in the now, it will catch up with us. For sure. So, okay. I I, I sidetracked a little bit. No, that's okay. It's relevant. It's relevant. Yeah. The book is about shutting down those thought spirals, those emotional spirals, because when we're trapped in that, we just, we can't see a way out. We're actually not, as it were, firing on all mental cylinders. We're not actually using our brain power to its maximum capacity. And so instead of creative problem solving, we're stuck in complaining and blaming and bitching and ruminating, which actually just keeps us stuck in a shitty pile of our own suffering. And I know that can be really hard to hear. And it was hella hard when I made this realization for myself, the moment went something like, holy shit, it's me. And then I realized at the same time, wait, hold on a minute, because if the problems are me, the solutions are also me. And so mm-hmm. it became a very empowering perspective shift to take this radical responsibility. Ultimately, the book is to help women to just learn to shut down that spiral so that there's some space available to respond versus react, to thrive and consciously choose with intention how we want to be, how we want to experience the actions we're going to take instead of just this autopilot, repeat Groundhog Day situation. And so it is ultimately about building a a toolbox of resources to help you in those moments to shift before you get into the spiral. Because you can spiral in a really good way too. We're going to have that experience. So we're going to shut down the overthinking, negative, overwhelmed spirals so that we can come to a place of conscious, intentional creation. What do you think your unique skill set or superpower is that's helped you become successful? I feel like I'm a bit of a broken record, but it's got to come back to this unconditional love, this ability to just hold space for people. Mm -hmm. And a lot of people want to be able to do that, but have this is probably the empath way until you've really learned to use those empathic skills in a way that is upholding boundaries for you protective for you. And that is the best scenario for loving everyone because unconditional love can only exist without those conditions, without those rules, without the container and without the limits. And so just holding that space, I recognize, first of all, we're all one, we're all connected. We're all part of the universal energy. And so when I see something in another person, it's an opportunity to reflect back to myself. What am I seeing here? What are the opportunities here and how can we both grow and love and create the legacy that we truly both desire and deserve? Now, speaking of success, how do you define that word? What does the word success mean to you? To me, it's probably very different than a lot of people that are working in a job nine to five and pounding out the, the expectations and trying to live up to society's definition. For me, it is waking up and loving my life. For me, it is waking up and having the flexibility to do the things that I want to do to create experiences and adventures in my daily life. Should I so choose? I love to read. So to me, it's this opportunity that I have space in my life for reading, which I probably wouldn't if I were working a full-time job. It just 
is about creating those experiences and ultimately choosing my own adventure. I don't know if you all remember the <laughs> series, you need to choose your own adventure, but that is ultimately the way that I envision life is a, a series of choose your own adventures. Every day is a new opportunity, a new fresh start, and just going out there and creating the experiences that I really truly have in my heart to create because they're in there for a reason, right? Yeah, They're in sure. there because they're meant for you. And so we got to go after those. Fucking grab them and, and do it. Just enjoy it and live life to the fullest. We're only here for a very short time. So you might as well do all the things that do you want to do things. that your hearts desire. You know? Whatever lights your fucking soul on fire. Like, exactly. Oh my God, go do that. Yes. That is what more of that, please. Yes. <laughs> How can it get better and better and better yeah. by doing the shit that lights your, your soul on fire? That's how it gets better. That's and better. right. What would you say is one of the most important things you've learned in your life? And what was your life like before learning it? And what was your life like after you learned it? I have this really big shift around relationships, somewhere between the unhealthy relationship and, and very unpleasant high conflict divorce and the relationship that I'm in now. And the biggest shift there ultimately, I think was this shift away from looking for anything outside of myself to come into relationship whole and complete and with no expectations. Because this is ultimately what creates the space for this unconditional love. A gift is not a gift if there's conditions or expectations. So you have to, in order to fully realize or experience the extent of unconditional love, and I know some people out there might not even believe that's possible, but I assure you I've experienced it. And I welcome you into my space so that you can experience some of it for yourself if you're still a bit of a, a Downton Thomas. That's okay. You're still welcome here. <laughs> but what I really discovered was that until I created that within myself, this unconditional acceptance, this unconditional love from myself. And this ties into, I think, a bit of a, a spiritual component as well, because it took a turn. I, okay, I'm tangenting here a little bit, but it's going to circle back. <laughs> I used to be uh, an active Christian in, and I attended a Christian church for a number of years. And I, I really held that belief system. And it's not that I don't believe any of that. It's just that I've expanded, I think, beyond the confines of the religious interpretations of it. I think there's a ton of wisdom in, in all kinds of religious teachings. And so I actually don't see them as in conflict with one another or in conflict with science, which maybe some people are going to strongly disagree with me. I actually believe that all of the ancient wisdom and the, the various kinds of religion are actually all overlapping. And science is now proving more and more exactly how that works in our physical reality, what we have known in the spiritual realm for a long time. And so all this to say that I had been waiting for, almost waiting for someone to save me. And what I realized was that there is nothing out there to save me, that everything exists within me and that the God, the Jesus, the unconditional love of the universe exists within me. And so as long as I was seeking that outwardly, i.e. in religion or in any area of life, really, I was missing the true opportunity. When I realized that I could cultivate it within myself, for myself, and that I didn't need anything outside of me, I was fully complete as I was, then this started to overflow. 
And it impacted my relationships with other people. It impacted my relationships with the world at large. And it led me to meet the most phenomenal human being who I can now say at five years in, literally, he's my best friend. We have such a crazy fun adventure together. We still can't keep our hands off each other after (laughs) five years. And I know that's an anomaly. And what I really attribute that to is this unconditional love. We both came into this relationship whole and complete. And so we weren't looking for someone else to fill in the gaps. We weren't looking for someone else to complete us. What instead we found was someone who completely accepted us. And there so you go. That That's the distinction. That it took me a while to come around to bring it, but it was all to that point. And ultimately, when we can look to ourselves to complete ourselves instead of looking outward, then we will feel all of those things that we're craving, that we desire. And then it can overflow and make an impact to the people around us as well. And so I think that would be probably the biggest shift. No one can or is coming to save you. Yeah. You got to be your own fucking superhero and that's all there is to it. Yeah. You may wait a long time. If you think anyone else is going to come and save yeah. you, like you yeah. ultimately, you've got to just own that radical responsibility. And it's not about guilt or shame or blame or any of these things. And it's not about being a victim in a circumstance or anything like terrible things have happened to a lot of people, but ultimately it's our choice. Do we stay in that place? Do we stay there and ruminate and suffer and continue feeling the pain of that past experience? Or do we take radical responsibility and step forward into a great new future? One that's full of adventure and experience. One that feels just absolutely fucking incredible. Lights our soul on fire. Yeah. Who in your life, Christy, has had the biggest impact on you and why? Well, that's a toss up for sure. I am going to shout out my partner for sure. He is absolutely been one of the people who has consistently shown me what unconditional love is in a human relationship. And so that has been an incredible gift. But I have to say my children, they're the world's greatest teachers. And I'm not saying this as it's a fun ride. I mean it as a very in-depth, I'm feeling very jolted constantly and shaken up like there should be a seizure warning on this ride notice. I have four teenage boys. And so listen, I don't know a lot about teenage boys. When I was a teenage girl, I had a limited perception of teenage boys and it's not what I'm seeing now. So it's just a constant unfolding. And it really does lead to this level of adventure. That is for sure. Some of the greatest lessons, some of the greatest opportunities to develop skills and I'm so tired of learning about patience, Brad. I'm so tired of it. (laughs) But it's something that is constantly being refined in my experience as a mother because there are constant tests of my patience. There are constant tests of my boundaries. And I'll tell you what, it's really hard to maintain them in that kind of close relationship at times, right? Because Mm -hmm. those kids are boundary pushers. They... They all kids are <laughs> heavily invested in the fuck around and find out methodology. Just trying to keep them alive is a big job. <laughs> for sure. <laughs> what is an unexpected blessing or occurrence in your life that you're grateful for? I just really do feel like I'm blessed so much by the incredible community. I am so grateful. Many people aren't grateful for the pandemic. But I'm going to say I'm grateful, not for the pandemic, but for the opportunities that were created as a result of the pandemic. First of all, it really forced me to go inward even more and discover more about myself. I thought I was extremely extroverted. Turns out I'm, I'm not totally extroverted all of the time. 
I am obviously when I'm speaking with people. And this is leading me to what I was going to really ultimately say is this biggest blessing is this community of like-minded people that I have been able to connect with online because the internet exists and because the pandemic happened. And because as a result of that, so many people said nah to the nine to five and they're forging their own path in online entrepreneurial endeavors and such. And so this ability to connect worldwide. I've had guests on my podcast from all over the world. I have friends in my network all over the world. And I just think that is the most incredible thing. I started my podcast because I love to connect. I love deep conversation. And to be able to expand the number of connections with whom I can have these incredible, deep, meaningful conversations has just changed my entire experience as a human. It's so much more exciting than- It's powerful. It's incredibly powerful. Like I, I just think back to what it was like before. And I would see a ton of people every day driving my kids to school, the chit chat, the weather, blah, 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 all of these sort of like surfacey level interactions. And it was ongoing all damn day. And I found myself kind of tired and beat by the end of it. And it wasn't fulfilling. Yeah. I go for a four hour walk and talk with a friend and we talk about everything like the in the inner, inner, the outer, the whole thing for hours. And I feel energized. And so this ability to do this online and just really connect with my people and the people who I, I share a vision with is just so exciting. It is. It's incredible. What does the word empowerment mean to you? Empowerment to me, I want to just say that we're really standing in our power is operating from a, a space of being fully resourced, living in alignment. And to clarify what that is, just doing that is doing that stuff that lights your soul on fire. That's what alignment is. You're doing the things that feel really good to you less of the things that don't. They're kind of just a bit of an indicator as to your path and just allowing some of that course adjustment as we go. Okay. We're going to jump into a little rapid fire section. Here's the next grouping of questions. Just be one, two, three, we're an answer type thing. Okay. Okay. If you could teach the world one thing, what would it be? To love yourself. How would you describe yourself in one word? Ooh, happy. (laughs) What's one thing you want, but cannot buy with money? Love. And that would have been my second answer for the the last question. (laughs) Happy, love? Yeah. What is your favorite self-care practice? Definitely. That's that's my morning meditations. I love me my morning meditation. (laughs) What is one thing you love about yourself that is not related to your physical appearance? I love my curiosity. And that is something that is totally for me. And it serves other people as well. But it's something that I really recognize serves me as well. What never fails to make you laugh? Oh, gosh. I love laughing at so many things, even those awkward things that are honestly just the tension killers. I will laugh at nearly anything. God, I don't even know how to answer this. Because if you sort of list to say what doesn't make me laugh, I just, I, I love to laugh. Just anything. Okay. That concludes our rapid fire section. Now back to our regularly scheduled program. Okay. What do you see as your greatest accomplishment? My greatest accomplishment honestly, I think is going to have to be just forging the way for other people by going first, by loving myself, by creating this strong relationship, by showing up authentically as myself and just showing others what is possible for them too. What challenge in your life has shaped you the most? I'm going to say that divorce and the parenting. I mean, it's really kind of wrapped into one, but going through 
something as, as difficult as a divorce. No one goes into that lightly. I certainly not the decision I wanted to make. I wanted to keep my family together, but I realized at the end of the day, what I needed to do for my kids was to go first, to show them how to create a happy life, to show them how to love themselves by loving me. These kids don't listen. You know what I mean? So they're not <laughs> yeah. listening. You talk all day and they just hear that like Charlie Brown's teacher. Charlie Brown's teacher. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, so they're not listening to your words as much as they're observing and absorbing. And yeah. man, if I could go back in time, I have really since learned how crucially important those first six to seven years of life are. And I really feel like, whoo, I could probably get sucked into some guilt and shame about things I didn't know, but we can't guilt and shame ourselves about things we didn't know. We can no. only just take radical responsibility when we become aware and we can do better. Absolutely. And so I, yeah, my kids, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> what is one lesson that your career has taught you that you think everybody should learn at some point in their life? The biggest one, I think it does tie back to self, but it's ultimately that your truth lies within you. And there is no one else that has your truth. No one else has lived your exact experience. And so in that way, you are unique. Now you're not alone because plenty of other people have had some of just not the same culmination of experiences and memories and beliefs and mindsets and all these things that you have. So everyone is unique and yet we are still all connected. What would you say is one of the worst pieces of advice you've ever gotten? Just send cold DMs. And now I'm speaking back to the coaches again on this one. Just send 100 messages to your friends every day and eventually you'll have a 10K month business. <laughs> I, I will say honestly, in reflection of that, and I say that kind of tongue in cheek, but also it was definitely some advice that I received that didn't sit well with me. And because it didn't sit well with me, I really had a hard time doing it and it didn't work. <laughs> Figure that, right? Huh, yeah. Who would have expected? <laughs> and so ultimately the advice I would give out of this is not don't send cold DMs. It's find the approach that feels right and good for you. Yeah. Find one that you are confident and comfortable doing that is in alignment with your goals and one that facilitates you having the experience you want now, not this idea of this potential. Like if I just DM a hundred people a day, I'm going to get this money and then I'm going to be happy. It doesn't work like that. We talked no. about this, right? So we're going to flip it yeah. around. How can we experience, how can we experience the feeling that we're after right now at the beginning of the journey throughout the journey so that we can make the journey a fun adventure and not a slog. Yeah. So ultimately it's finding your truth, finding your strategy, finding your path, finding your way and not relying on gurus or other people to just simply tell you their strategy, because if it's not the right one for you, it's probably not going to work the same way. It's not going to work. Absolutely. That's right. 100%. And then we're pissed, right? Like yeah, For sure. <laughs> yeah. And you're going nowhere fast. Yeah. Yeah. If you had the opportunity to sit down and have a one hour conversation with one woman, any woman in the world, who would it be and why? There are so many incredible people in the world. Honestly, the first one that comes to mind is probably Oprah. And here's the reason why, because I feel like she has had the most incredible deep conversations with so many people that I feel like there is no way to have had that experience, that depth of experience of getting to know people at that level that would not just spill over in the most amazing conversation possible. So yeah. I, I'm going to go with Oprah literally because I feel like she is just 
an incredible wealth of information. I love me some Brene Brown too. So I wouldn't mind to pick her brain either. I think she's doing incredible work <laughs> yeah. and really shifting things around, especially the blame and the shame. Because yeah, for sure. That is a trap we so many of us have been kind of stuck in. 100%. If you could go back and give your younger self one piece of advice, what would that piece of advice be? Hmm, it's maybe more of an affirmation, just that you were enough. You were already enough. You were already worthy. You were already worthy of all of the love and all of the experiences that are in your heart that you don't need to do or prove or earn any of that, that you just already are. Lastly, Christy, if you were to deliver your last 30-second speech to the world, your corner of the world, your tribe, your people, what would that last 30 seconds sound like? What words of wisdom would you impart? I mean, I think it's just tying back in a lot from this conversation because ultimately what I would have to really just drive home is this idea that the relationship that you have with yourself is the foundation and that if you focus on nothing else but learning to love and accept yourself first, that you will absolutely see the entire world, your entire perception of what reality is around you shift in the most incredible ways. And it all starts with you. Beautifully said. Incredible way to end the interview. Christy, thank you so much for taking and making the time to be here with me today. I have truly appreciated every minute of this conversation. You are an inspiration and I love the beautiful light that you're putting out into the world through the work you're doing. So thank you for being here with me today. Thank you for being a member of the Empowerography community and thank you for making the time to be here with me today and join in this beautiful conversation. I appreciate you. Yeah. Thank you so much for, again, for creating this platform, for making this fun and I'm sure entertaining for listeners at the same time, because we get more out of things when we're entertained by it, when it's fun, when it feels light and easy. And I hope that this conversation has been that kind of energy for the listeners. And again, just, I appreciate you so much for creating the space for women's voices to be heard in a world where we have been silenced for a really long time. So I am so Thank grateful. you. Thank you for that reflection. I appreciate that, Christy. I hope you have an amazing rest of the day. Once again, my name is Brad Walsh, host of your Empowerography podcast. Today, my guest has been Christy Holt. She is a self-proclaimed happiness hussy, an adventure guide, a podcast host, and a best-selling author. Thanks, Christy. Have an amazing rest of the day. You too. Thank you very much for listening to this podcast. If you haven't yet, please be sure to subscribe, rate, review, and share with all your friends. You can find me at visuphoria.ca, follow me on Instagram at Empowerography Podcast, and on Facebook at Empowerography. Please join me next time for another inspirational story from yet another amazing woman.